Junior Senior 2 Views is on the air. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Junior Senior 2 Views. Uh, what does contact, contract extensions, I should say, for Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins say about the current situation of the Warriors? It says that they're moving on from Draymond Green. It says, it says that these are the guys that they want in their future. That and they, I, I don't think it's coincidental. I don't. I mean, me neither. Me neither. I mean, like, I, I guess if it if the punch never happened, would the Warriors have been so quick to make those moves for Wiggins and? and I think Poole? they would have eventually, but so soon. I mean, it was on I the heels they, of this. I think they would have made the moves eventually. I mean, you want to keep those two around because they were fantastic and they're going to be your future. And also, you're going to have to end up paying Kaminga and Moody soon. Yeah. Well, Kaminga's got three years left, three years of control left. Okay. Um. Well, two guaranteed years. One of them is a is a qualifying offer. Uh-huh. Moody's okay. got about two years. Okay. Um, including the qualifying offer. So, I think they were going to pay those guys anyway. Draymond is a big part to that culture, but you got to think, what's he doing to that culture? I got to think that that move was made because it's like, like as we said Wiggins and Poole are the right now in their future um, I think that I believe very strongly that Draymond Green will be traded before the trade deadline and there was rumors that uh, the Lakers want him good luck I just don't I don't know what that's gonna entail or what kind of move would Golden State want that uh, I mean again I think he's going to be traded somewhere else. I don't think you trade one of your better players, your foundation players, to your opponent in your division. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, what other team's going to take him on? Seriously, I don't know, but I, I mean, I just don't. I don't see him. I don't see him staying. I can't see. Look, I think it depends on how well things are running for the Warriors. If if by the time we get to the trade deadline, they're you know bounds ahead of everybody else. Then fine, but I just don't. I don't see him in their future. I don't. You know, they've offered the extensions where they needed to, and as far as I see it, you got Wiseman, you got Kaminga, you got Moody, you got next guy up. Yeah, you don't really have to. You know, I don't. I don't think that's that's going to be a big deal for 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 Golden State to not resign. And also, the documentary he did was uh, a load of cringe. Which uh, for lack of a better word, I, I don't watch. There it. was a um, short documentary that I think ESPN ran about the punch. It was it was the biggest load of cringe. It was a whole lot of virtue signaling. I'm just not, I wasn't a fan of it whatsoever. I wasn't going to watch that. I, just, I don't think it requires a, an analysis no, of no, it doesn't of what's going on. I think it's just the fact that it was it was unfortunate. It wasn't handled very well, and now the the, the moving forward. No matter what, Golden State's going to be paying out the nose in luxury tax. So they, I don't think Draymond's part of their future. Moving on. Yep. Okay, next question mm-hmm. I got. Uh, okay, uh, just throw out some. We'll do this together. But I would like you to throw out a bold prediction for the NBA season. It's still early. Mm-hmm. We're only the second day, second game of the season, really. So a bold prediction that you can throw out, and then I'll throw out a bold prediction. We'll do five bold predictions. Okay. Each. Let me have a little think. I think this the Celtics just make play-in. Just make play-in. I don't... I, look, I, they were really good uh, a couple nights ago. Uh, both Brown and Tatum had 35, respectively. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't trust their chemistry. Mm. Um, especially with the whole Ime Udoka situation. Yeah. I don't trust their chemistry. Yeah. I don't trust um are Jalen and Tatum gonna play in harmony? Mm-hmm. Is that locker room headed by Marcus Mark gonna gonna gel together mm. in lieu of that finals run? Okay. I don't know. I don't okay. trust it. I think they might end up going through this. Okay. Again. All right. So that's your bow prediction. Mm-hmm. My bow prediction is that the Brooklyn Nets will redeem themselves as a team despite all the offseason drama. And it's a bold, bold statement. I'll bold it, time, bold it to the power of three <laughs> that they will make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. With teams like the Cavs in the mix? I, I, I have a strong. I. I I, like I said, it's, the East is deep. I know, but like I said, it's redemption. You got three guys, three or your key players are all seeking redemption for their own reasons, right? Think about it. Think, just hear me out. Kyrie Irving wants a new contract, mm-hmm. right? And he can't be playing this nonsense with "I'm not coming in" or you know, there's no COVID rules. They're out the window. Yeah. Next person up 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 is Ben Simmons. Now Ben Simmons hasn't played in forever. He's looked okay in the games he's played so far. Again, he has something to prove because, you know, he's fallen off as far as his image, as far as him getting the what he wanted. Now you're on a team. So let's see how it all works out for him. And lastly, Kevin Durant, who signed a contract and then decided, I don't want to play no more. I want to play somewhere else. And then, you know, kisses and makes up. So I think there are three guys right now that have to redeem themselves. So it's a bold statement. We'll see how it pans out. Will allow me to retort. Um, I feel like it's a bold statement. I'm entitled to a bold statement. I feel like I feel like the Nets miss miss the playoffs. What? That's crazy. And the play-in. That's cray cray. Crazy talk. No, 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 no. I think they do because Nash's coaching said something to the actions speak louder than words. And Nash's coaching in the first round was lame duck. Okay. Listen to me. Nash's coaching in the first round was lame duck. Mm-hmm. It was just give the ball to K- Katie and make something happen. Okay. Ben Simmons still does not have a jump shot. Okay. Even though his um his attributes are are great, is he going to evolve? I don't trust it. Right. Just it's a bold. And is the depth around them going to be enough? I don't. I don't think. It, okay, maybe they don't miss the playoffs, okay. but I don't think they go Eastern Conference Finals. All right. You don't have to just totally. Deconstruct it. All right. Accept the bold statement and leave it there. Okay. Next, yours. Your bold prediction. Bold prediction. I feel like the Timberwolves at least finish top five in the West. At least finish top five in the West. I can believe that. Because I I was skeptical. 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 About the. the, Yes. About the Rudy Gobert trade. Uh huh. uh, Considering they gave up so much for a guy that can do. One thing really well, and that's mm-hmm. defend the paint. Mm-hmm. They gave up more than the Cavs gave up for Donovan Mitchell, okay. which was crazy to me. Okay. But what he provides is what that one thing he does really well is something no other center can do in the NBA, and that's heavily influence the defense in today's NBA, at least. Okay. So uh, with him and Cat, I feel like. It's going to be a perfect center match because Cat's sort of lackadaisical defensively. And then you have Anthony Edwards, who I think is going to take a massive leap this year and make his first All-Star game. His efficiency last year left something to be desired. 
but I think his volume will drop and his efficiency will go higher. Okay, my next one. Uh, the third bold prediction is that the Lakers will be playing for play-in. Ooh. And I, I think, I mean, so far, two games in the season, it's very clear to me why that's very possible. Um, they can't shoot. They don't have shooters. And they're in the West, where the West has got shooters galore. They put up a pretty good fight against the Clippers yesterday. Not good enough. And then there was there was interesting point here during the game during the highlights. I heard the uh, I heard the broadcaster play by play announcer say, "Oh, Anthony Davis is grimacing." There was one point where I heard grimacing. So that's always going to be well, the case. Well, because he he had he was going up for a rebound. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. Fell uh-huh. on his back. Yeah, yep, yep. So you know, Anthony Davis is going to miss games. Maybe not now, but. In the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, they can't shoot. They don't have a good shooting team. And I think the only silver lining for this season for the Lakers is that LeBron's 1,200-odd points shy of Kareem. He'll do it in a Lakers uniform. Everybody claps, and then that'll be it. Yeah. I think Russ um, I think Russ will bounce back this season. Not to his MVP form, but I think he'll be serviceable. Um, he put up a bad, bad offensive stat line. In the game against the Clippers, two points, four assists. But he had five steals and was crucial down the stretch on the defensive end. He was really good. Okay. He was good on the defensive end. All right. Your next, your third bold prediction. Third bold prediction. I have a feeling that voter fatigue will not exist. And I think Jokic will win his third trade MVP. Okay. Because he looked absolutely fantastic against the Warriors today. Okay. He was absolutely brilliant. And with how the Nuggets are getting their pieces back, they could well slip into um, straight playoffs as the sixth seed because they look good, okay. especially with him around. Okay, so that's your third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fourth uh, bold prediction is that my beloved New York Knicks will win at least five to six games better than what they won Last season, they were thirty-five and forty-seven. Last season, mm-hmm. they've made a couple moves. Most notably, of course, is Jalen Brunson. You know, probably the best point guard pickup that they've ever had. If you could play, time. If, if you could play uh, Cam Reddish more, he could put up stat lines right, like the one he put I'm up talk- two days ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about, and that's something with time. But I think they will be better. I think that's enough to get the playoffs. I think probably not. But I think they'll be competitive. I think the Knicks will be, you know, they made a couple other moves getting Harkenstein. And I think, look, I think they'll be a better team than they were last season. I think they take playing, but I think I have a sneaking suspicion. Oh, I didn't say playing. I said they'll be five, six games better. So they'll still be other 500, in my opinion. I think they they maybe have a shot at the playing, but that's if, um, because I have a sneaking suspicion that Thibodeau's not it. Okay. All right. That's the fourth one. What's your fourth one? My is that that was fourth one? No, we're on the last one. We're on the the last one. Yes, my last one. I think John Wall provides the Clippers with ten extra wins. Hmm. That's how good he's looked. Hmm. I thought like two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Hasn't been playing at all. Yeah, (laughs) so he should be. He should be fresh. He should be really injury free. He's been sitting around. Houston said, "Go home. Just sit." Yeah, sit around. Don't do anything. They were paying him we're money. Tank. They were paying. You sit. They were paying him money not you to play. You sit while we tank. They were yeah. paying him exactly. not to play. But I think he's going to be real good because if you have a, I if you have a guy in the playoffs, everything slows down. Mm-hmm. But 
we're seeing the speedy wall come back. And if he can be that floor general for the Clippers, barring injury, I think they're at least top three in the West. Okay. At least. All right. If not, one seed in the West. All right. My last bold prediction is that um, the Bulls will barely make the eighth. Oh, okay. One of them ones. Okay. Anti Bulls stuff. Well, it's true. You know, you have Lonzo, so you know Lonzo, you're sunk. Well, Drummond's been playing good. He's yeah, he's Andre Drummond's back to the basket. I'm talking if, about shooting. I'm talking about Creighton. I'm talking they, about they, pushing the ball. That's they should have won. Is. They should have won today against the Wizards. They should have. They didn't. Um, but if they can find it's the Bulls are what they are. Even mm-hmm. with Lonzo, they are what they are. Okay. Um, if I think it's going to be a lot of hopes and prayers for the Bulls this year. If uh, Patrick Williams can develop, if Kobe White can de- keep on developing, if Io DeSumo can keep on developing, it's going to be they're going to be relying on a lot of those guys to develop because most of their draft capital is sort of gone. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be relying on Drummond for a lot of paint protection because mm-hmm. Vucevic is a complete negative on the defensive He's side offense. of the ball. Not yep. Uh, and they're going to be praying to the holiest of deities that Lonzo can get back healthy. Okay. Um, and they can remain injury free. I think if all of those play right for Chicago, even in the crowded Central Division with the Bucks and the Cavs, I think they could maybe eight seven seed yeah. in a perfect world six seed okay. in a perfect world. All right, moving on. Yep. Uh, what did the Phillies and Padres do to send last year's championship teams, the Braves and the Dodgers, home? Uh, with the Padres-Dodgers series, I think you credit it to one man who's not on the Padres, and that is the over-managing genius that is Dave Roberts. Uh, you got a bug. You got your. He's the new Matt Nagy. You got a. New, you got a bug in your bear for every well, manager, a, and it, just fire him. This is like the, no. This is a trend now because. <laughs> 2017 World Series, okay, the 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 garbage can merchants, what's whatever, but you select you Darvish to start on limited rest in Game Seven, and not surprisingly, he got shelled. Okay, so I'm talking about right now. Forget about then. No, that's I'm saying this is a trend. All right, for him. 2018, he chucks Ryan Madsen to close several games in the World Series against the Red Sox, rock solid hitting. And Ryan Madison proceeds to blow every single lead. 2019, he goes to playoff Kershaw, who um, predictably emulates against the Nationals and leaves Joe Kelly in for an extra inning, which loses them that decisive NLDS game five. 2021 was was injuries galore, so he didn't have much. But this year, what was he doing? Why would you pull Tyler Anderson when he's having a good game when most of your bullpen is injured to begin with? What? Like, can you explain that one to me? Because I don't know. This guy overthinks everything. Okay. Everything. This is a trend now. This is, look, five straight, no, almost four straight, four seasons, four playoff runs okay. where he's done this. All right. So I'm not, there are decisions that a manager makes, and I get it. I understand what you're saying. At the same time, the Dodgers couldn't hit out of a paper bag during the series against Padres. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. struggled with runners in scoring position. They couldn't hit. The bats that were out there couldn't mm-hmm. handle it. Yeah. Okay? So I get what you're saying is that Dave Roberts is to be blamed. But 
at the end of the day, he's just putting the guys out there you expect to do something with. And talent-wise, you'd expect the Dodgers, who have a lot more talent than they've the Padres, spent the, to win. They've spent more in the okay. last decade and change than the, than the GDP of Tonga. Okay, so what did the Phillies do to eliminate the Braves? Because I think it's the same thing. I, honestly, I think so as well. I, I'm going to agree with you. Because the Phillies, I, I haven't trusted them. They've proved me wrong. They can't field. They, they can't field. They can't field for their lives. They're defensively limited. Their bullpen is limited. They're structurally flawed. But they keep winning. They keep winning. And right now, they took a lead in the NLCS. A uh, little update. But I think it's the same thing. The Braves got cocky and went cold. And Spencer Strider, that's a nice little karma for you. Got rock. Nice little karma. Were those hits lucky, buddy? Were they? Were those hits lucky? Yeah. But like the Phillies, they got hot. They 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 got hot this season, and they their bats stayed hot in the playoffs. Outside of Nicholas Castellanos, who is praying for a tragic event to happen so he can hit bombs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Move on. Yeah. We covered that. All right. Now your next question: Can the Yankees? Uh, get uh. Well, they're in the ALCS, so we're gonna. Skip. No, no, no. Well, can they get back into the series because they're trailing? Oh, That's the question. Okay. Um. So it's two nothing now. Minute Maid Park. Were both games at Minute Maid Park? Correct. Okay, so we're shifting back to the Bronx. Yes, I think they can. Uh, Severino got got crushed. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be getting Cole back on the mound soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably in game four, most likely. Um, so I think you, they're the top end of their starters will most likely provide them with some good pitching, and hopefully, no, not actually, no, not hopefully, the maybe their batters get hot. Uh, I think they're in. They well, it depends. Right now, they have to. They must. They have to win at least two out of three. Well, they, it, well uh, otherwise it's over. Right, because then they go back to Minute Maid trailing. Yeah. I, it's something that the Yankees have to overcome, I think, and the, I think it's a mental thing for sure. It's like that whole idea of, you know, that team being in your way every single year. And so they're going to have to figure it out. I think someone else in the rotation is going to have to stand out besides Cole. Mm-hmm. And the pitching for the Yankees hasn't been really good. The starting pitching has been very Severino, Severino did his best Spencer right. Strider impression by calling all the hits lucky. Right. So I think that you know they could possibly find themselves a way out of it, but they have to win at least two out of three going back to going back to Yankee Stadium. And someone else in the offense needs to show up besides Aaron Judge. Yeah. Right. Somebody now, no one else. else is. No one else is. Ben Intendi's not doing nothing. No. What's well. he done since? Being traded here mm-hmm. as Zip, what's um, Giancarlo had a really good first half of the season, sort of yeah. tapered off. Mm-hmm. Someone oh. else needs to step up besides Aaron Judge. All right, moving on. Yeah, uh, is it possible to consider both the Jets and the Giants to be taken seriously at this point in the season? I think honestly, with the Jet, with the Giants, this might be a flash in the pan. With the Jets, it might be the start of something because they've been going through a gradual build. Um, with the Giants, this might be a flash in the pan, but I do love what Brian Dable is doing with this team. Uh, that's nothing taken away from what the Giants are doing this season. They're keeping pace. They they've beaten legit opponents. They beat the Ravens. Um, so I I am optimistic about the Giants, but I'm not sure if this it's 
it's sustainable. I don't think it is. I feel like the Jets are have gone through a gradual build over the last couple of seasons. I think their run is a bit more sustainable. They can afford to drop a game to the Broncos this week. If they beat the Broncos, that's even better. And I think if they beat the Broncos, bye-bye Nathaniel Hackett. So I think I think the Jets can... I think people are taking the Jets a bit more seriously at this point in time because it's the... Um, it's They've gradually built to this point. Okay. Um, I would say it's 50-50. I don't even think it's hard. I think it's... For me, it's hard to separate both teams. I think both teams are doing it in different ways. But I think the the philosophy is kind of same. Robert Sala for the Jets is a, you know, he's a defensive minded coach and their defense was on display in Green Bay, a place they hadn't won since 2006. Yeah. So I don't, I suppose, you know, it, they're doing it the same way, kind of. I don't think it has anything to do with either Daniel Jones or, or, or Zach Wilson. I don't think either one of them are setting the world on fire. They're doing. They're they're following the plan. That's well, both there. teams have strong running games, right? So they're following the plan: pound the ball, control the ball, you know, possess it. Defense is opportunistic. Mm-hmm. They're getting takeaways. You know, the Wink Martindale is the offense defense coordinator for the Giants. He's got them. He's got schemes. He's got plans to create turnovers, and that's what they're doing a good job of. Yes. So I think they're doing it in many different ways, not just one way. So I think only time will tell. I think the fact that it's it's both the AFC East. NFC East is not as strong as AFC East, but um, you know this weekend could change. Giants are going to going to Jacksonville. Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. You know they could get a letdown because you know Jacksonville's okay. They're better than what they were last year, but yeah. you know who knows? We'll have to just wait and see. Any faith in the Vikings considering their strong start? No. <laughs> no. I'll answer that very good. No. This is the Vikings. Uh, this is the Vikings. This is. I get that there's slurpage, and that's a good word. It's a Woolbond word for for you know O'Connell because he's the offensive coordinator, and they took the shackles off, and you know Mike Zimmer was a gruff old guy, you know defense, defense, defense. But it's the Vikings, and it's Kirk Cousins, and the, you know the 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 lights when they start to shine on Kirk Cousins, things happen. He he you know he you know kind of whittles away, and he creates he causes turnovers and. I don't know. I don't know if I mean the North is a North, and just because Green Bay's not playing great at five hundred, doesn't mean the Vikings actually have it in the bag. Yeah, I get it. Vikings and the Bears stink, so really you got to worry about. You just have to worry you about. Mean the, 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 you mean the um, the Vikings? Oh, no, the Vikings. Sorry, folks. The Lions. Oh yeah, yeah. And the Bears stink. And Green Bay's not exactly right now. They're not playing either. well, but they're still only trailing them by a game. Yeah. So at this point, I don't have that a whole lot of. Faith in the Vikings. Well, I, think I mean, they got to four and one, but it's like I like, okay. I like their game planning right now, but I feel like their scheming is going through a bit of a some growing pains in the games they've played. They've played thus far because um, it takes time to get a system going. You don't get a system locked in with this with a group in what five six weeks. It just doesn't happen. Well, I mean, right now it does. For them, it does. For yeah, them, it has. I just have a feeling. I have a feeling that they they might um, that those growing pains might come back to haunt them. Um, I like the pieces that they have a lot. The only thing that holds them back is their secondary mm. and their um, their offensive game planning, which still needs a bit more work. I like what O'Connell's doing right now, but it needs a little bit of work. He needs to hone some of it. Okay. Next. Mm-hmm. 
Does it seem like the Carolina Panthers are looking towards next year? Well, with the trading of um, Christian McCaffrey. And Robbie Anderson. Yep. Yep. It's done. I think they're going to be going through a deep rebuild. Um, they have to start over. Uh, this is a... They, they went through a rebuild of sorts, but now they had to clean house. It's time. The Cam era, you can you have to leave that all behind. You had to get what you could for CMC, which was a pretty meager return for a good yeah, a good great. a good running back, but he's had injury issues that low and lowered his price tag. Robbie Anderson, obviously the whole blow up at Steve Wilkes. Um poor Steve Wilkes. But yeah. <laughs> poor Steve Wilkes, man, can he get a break? Yeah. Can he get a break? He goes you know, he becomes an assistant and has a – I guess there was probably some, you know, you know, cautious optimism about, you know, having the, having the team together. And then Matt Rule is the first one to get jettisoned. Yeah. And now he's stuck with this. Poor Steve Wilkes. He gets thrown into the worst Poor situations. Poor Steve Wilkes. Right. So, but, yeah, go ahead. Well, they're going to be – they're going to be yielding for Young this season. I think it's um, – they, they – they desperately need a good quarterback. I don't think Baker's that guy. I don't think Baker's that guy. Mono Men, also known as Sam Darnold, is certainly not that guy. Mm-hmm. Matt Corral, um, we haven't seen him at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think I maybe maybe he thrives elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to be targeting a top draft pick, whether it's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Uh, who knows? Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, it tell it, essentially it's a fire sale. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they haven't decided to like sell space at the stadium and advertising because they've pretty much started with Matt Rule and then went from there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you're gets, gonna have to pay. People. He gets injured a lot. You're so gonna I have can to see that. You're gonna have to pay the citizens of Rally to go to those games now. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose it's one of those situations that you might as well do it now. You know, why are you gonna wait till the end of the year when you can start building now? And you know, whoever's gonna be the quarterback, I don't know. I, mean, I just feel for Steve Wilkes. I think this is a situation where he's not going to get he's not going to get the full time coaching gig unless there is a dramatic shift in this team. Which well, I don't what think are they going to do? Can him after? What? They're not going to can him at the end of the season. They'll be looking for a new coach. Oh yeah, okay. that will. You know, the owner's not. You know, he he spends. David Tepper. David yeah. Tepper spends. He wants a big name coach. So it wouldn't surprise me if uh, you know Sean Payton's out there. He is, they will be looking for a coach. They, like his, his, his I don't think they'll coax him back in. Oh back, well, you never know. How about be coach of GM? You want that? I'll say yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I don't think I don't think they'll do it, and I I think it's a pretty foolish decision. For All right, them you to got do the next that. question. Moving on. Yep. Uh, let me just grab that. Um, bigger win for the the for the Bulls, no, Bills, Bills, or the Eagles? Yeah, I think it's a statement for the Eagles. It was a massive statement for the Eagles. They're they're they are legit. They are very much legit. They look like the most complete squad um, Philly has seen in a long while. Like what holes are on this team right now? Like what holes do they have? Everywhere has quality pieces. Every single position has quality in that in that lineup. Uh, Jalen Hurts is taking steps. Uh, that offensive line is rock solid, not allowing much sacks on him. The the receiving core is deep. The running back core is deep. The defensive core is deep. Like, there's no holes on this team. 
And I'm really liking what Nick Sirianni is doing with game planning. I'm really liking it. Um, I'll disagree. I'll say the Bills just because it was almost like exacting revenge uh, from last season's um, yeah. But this is the regular heartbreak. season. No, I, I, but it's. I don't think that really matters. I think this game had that playoff atmosphere. It did. It absolutely did. And you know what? The one thing the Bills had didn't have last season they have now is pass rusher in Von Miller who oh, shut yeah, the game that. down towards the end. And so there wasn't a comeback. I think Kansas City fans thought this is going to be a comeback. Here we go. Mahomes got time and it didn't work out that way. It was picked off for the last play. Yeah. So I believe you know Buffalo has a lot of incentive here. They want home field. Oh yeah. They yeah. want all roads to lead through to Buffalo. That's what they want. And I mean, I'll take nothing away from the Eagles. At the same time, Cooper Rush's time was up. This was the last game he's playing. Yeah. Because you're paying Dak Prescott forty million dollars to sit around. He's going to be playing this weekend. Well, He'll be until, playing against uh, the Lions. Well, until if something. If else but happens. right now you're paying forty million. Yeah. What are you doing? You're, you're the you're the GM. You're going to yeah. sit there and sit he's going to get. No. Yeah. Obviously Cooper Rush that. got picked off three times. He obviously. got show. He got. He was superhuman in the games he played, but this is the game obviously he got Obviously, Dak was going to start again. Like, there Duh, was, 40 there was million. Some, some idiots were saying they should start Cooper Rush what over for? Dak. What for? No, 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 no. No. $14 million a year for this guy. You have to play him. Like, I don't it's th- time to play. Like, I don't, I don't think Dak is like a transcendent quarterback. I think he's a star quarterback. I think he's a very good quarterback in this league, possibly even elite. But... Don't start. Don't why? Don't start Cooper Rush over him. No. What is that? You started Cooper Rush because Dak Prescott no. was hurt. Yes. Now he's back. He yes. plays. Yes. Yes. Moving yes. On. yes. Okay. Ugh. Ah, your favorite person. Come on, you know you love him. Could Dan, Smooches? Could Dan Snyder be forced to sell the Smooches, Danny boy? He's a horrible person. Well, let me answer that. Yes, you're asking. Go. Go. I'll. You. You got. I know. You're getting ready. You're getting warmed up in the stable. I'm gonna let you go in a minute. Uh. Absolutely, he's horrid. He's a horrid person. You know, he's got dirt on everybody. And oh yeah, sure you know, he does. Sure. Jim Irsay was like, okay, I don't care. My dirt's out there in the public. I know I've done this. I've done oh, that. He's popped pills as well. But Jim he's, Irsay's no but he's, angel. He's like, I don't care. But the fact that he's gone out of his way to sort of, I guess, hold ransom. I think it's going to come down to the fact that he has done horrible things to Washington as a franchise and as a city that. No longer has any kind of credibility as a franchise. Change their name to the commies. Mm-hmm. And they're just horrible. They should have stayed the Washington football team. Or, the, or gone back to the Washington. No, no. They weren't going to go back. They weren't going to go back to the redacted. They weren't going to no. stop it. They, were, they weren't going to no. go back to the redacted no? because okay. of the social climate. Hail nowadays. to the. But, okay. any, but anyway. Um. I don't think the NFL is going to rip the really? rip the franchise with from Congress him. looming over his head as well. Well, like, if, all that if, stuff? if things come out of Congress, oh, then Lord. then he'll be forced to sell. I think the owners are going to vote. However, the owners are in a position however, to vote. However, if nothing comes from the Congress thing, uh-huh. I don't think the NFL is going to do it okay. unless he does something totally egregious. Okay. Because the, I don't think have they ever forced a franchise away from an owner in the NFL in NFL history. I don't think they have. It's definitely happened in the NBA before. Well, we know it's that. It's happened in MLB before with March Shot. We know that. But I don't think it's ever happened in, in well, there is NFL a, there is a fir- As they say, there's a first time for yes. everything. But Dan Snyder, what he's done to the Washington <laughs> franchise, oh. 
<laughs> has to be it it looks like the the sketch of a comedy act yeah. as to how much he's ruined this franchise from allegations of blatant racism, sexual harassment, using cheerleaders as escorts, a garbage heap of a stadium that is 30 minutes away from DC Metro. Yeah. A toxic workplace that threw their old GM and Scott McCoolin under the bus for apparently being an alcoholic when he was controlling his alcoholism. When apparently some of them use Coors Light like it, Coors Light like it's mouthwash. All right. We're not going to go through the litany, but we, you basically agree that he should sell the team if if it's pushed. Well, well, if if it's. If it's up to him, he's keeping that team until his body be is being eaten by maggots. We understand it's at the end of the day, it won't be up to him. Maybe there's something that could happen. If the, all the owners are going to, there's going to be a, next month, there's going to be a, a vote in. And the owners will have to decide whether I hope he, so. I hope he has so. to sell the team. I hope so. Because he tried to pull a fast one on them by keeping two sets of books okay. um, and cooking the books. Catching the attention of the NFL and Congress. If something comes out of that... He should be forced to sell. Like, dude got so greedy, he screwed up a money printer okay. in a in a sports franchise. How how do you do that? All right, we'll, we'll wait. We'll have to just wait and see. How are you that we'll greedy? Have to wait and see. Time will tell. Let's yes. move on. Okay, I'll answer, ask this one. Yeah, which team needs to take the next step? This is for hockey. Mm -hmm. The Oilers. Or the Flames? Oilers, 100%. I think the Flames this offseason did good work in overhauling their core. They traded away Matthew Kachuk for an incredible return of Mackenzie Wieger, Jonathan Huberto, a first, a conditional first-round pick, and Cole Schwind. Uh, they wanted to keep Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, but he ended up bailing. Um, but they did really good work in overhauling this core, which is what they needed to do because this core wasn't going to get them to where they wanted to be. However, the Oilers need to take the bigger step. When you've got talents like McDavid and Dreisaitl, you have to go far. You have to go far. They, they've got goaltending now. They went out and got Jack Campbell. If, they, if he stays consistent, which Leaf fans can tell you all about, he has stretches where he's on fire and stretches where he's he looks like he should be out of the league. So the Oilers really need... To make a deep, convincing run. They went to the Western Conference Finals, but they got swept. Because Mike Smith is inconsistent as all hell. Or was, because he's now retired. Right. But, they need. I think when you have a generational talent like like um, McDavid, you're gunning for the cup. Okay. And that's what this team has to do. All right. So I will agree with you that it's Edmonton, just because of the fact that well, first of all, I don't watch hockey as much as you do. But secondly, I do know Connor McDavid because, you know, he's been the next, you know, identified as the next coming of, you know, the great Wayne Gretzky. Oh, he's already here. So he's already, he's already, he's already there. So the issue now is, you know, the next step is obviously the trajectory. As you want, you know, if you're that guy coming in, it's like Sidney Crosby coming in. When he came into the league, everybody expected it and it happened. So now. But what's you, you behind know, him, though? Because. Him and Drysaddle have That's never it. ever been the problem. Right. The problem has been else. the depth behind them. Right. It's they've always the the max amount of like supporting cast they've had is like five or six. Yeah. Um. There. Adam Larson is injured, which 
Well, they no, they lost Adam Larson in the expansion draft. They traded Adam Larson, which was a dumb move. To the Kraken? Yeah, um, no, they traded him away somewhere oh, to, somewhere clear, to clear room. Which, okay, not to the um, Kraken. And they, they, look, they did re-sign, re-sign um, another one of their wingmen. Uh-huh. But uh, they need a whole lot of depth. Do they have the cap to do it? Uh, those That Russell buyout penalty is going to be haunting them for a little bit. Um so if they can build the depth correctly, Ken Holland is a weird cat mm-hmm. as a GM. Mm-hmm. In the early, mid-2000s, and throughout the 2000s, he was seen as one of the best GMs in hockey because of his time with the Red Wings and how he built that dynasty from the ground up because of the, the scouting. Mm-hmm. However, I just don't think, like, he's, in the past, like, 10 years or so, He's been prone to be making bad decisions, especially with the Oilers when he's been um, at the helm in Edmonton. So if he can make the right decisions in tinkering with this core and building the depth correctly around McDavid and Dreisaitl, um, especially getting a backup goaltender for Campbell because behind him it looks pretty thin right now, Yep. Um, I think this team has a, sh- has a shot at a Stanley Cup. Okay. Let's move on. Yep. Um, is Ronaldo finished playing for Manu? Kind of looks clear. He walked, stormed off the field the other day. Well, didn't get on. Eric Ten Hag recently had a press conference where he was asked if they were going to buy a striker in either the January transfer window or the next July transfer window. And he said, no, I'm going to stick with Ronaldo for the rest of this season where he, I'm counting on Ronaldo. Even though he's benched him. And a lot of people are up in arms about it. But honestly, I do not blame Ten Hag one bit right now. I don't. Because if you're trying to build a system and you have one guy who's been... Yes, Ronaldo's a legend. An absolute legend. But he's clearly lost a step. And you're building around the system with one guy who demands so much ball and so much attention. But you're not letting that system flourish. He's not... Walking with the system. Mm. Football is as much as a stand-up board game as it is an actual sport. So if and so many moving parts. If one guy is not committing to a system, then there's there's issues, mm-hmm. especially with a team like United, which are who are expected to contend every year. But with with the whole Ronaldo thing, I think benching him for a little bit. Was may it was a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation for Eric Ten Hag. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Ronaldo sticks around, not because of anything um, he's going to be happy about in the next couple of weeks concerning the team or Ten Hag, because no one else in Europe wants him. He and George Mendes were practically begging every other major European team in the entire world to take him in the last summer window. Even Borussia Dortmund said no. No one wanted him. So he's going to have to stick around regardless. Maybe he goes to MLS. Maybe he goes to Qatar. Maybe the Qataris chink down money for him. But I don't think he. But I don't think he's going anywhere because nobody wants him. No okay. one. All right. So my thoughts and not watching enough soccer. Yeah. That Ten Hag probably decided to bench Ronaldo just as a way of really controlling the atmosphere. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm the manager of this team. I'm the coach. 
And I get your Ronaldo, but at the same time, it's you know, there's no I in team. No, no one player so, can be bigger than a club. Right. So no. this is about tradition. This is about Man United, Manchester United being Manchester United, and it's about Eric Ten Hag basically saying, "I've had success in other places, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have success. I'm gonna have success here, with or without you." He wants him here, though. Yeah, but with he or without you, I want you here. But if you're gonna do this, then it, maybe January transfer is the thing. But no one wants him though. Or just who, who, cut him loose. What team, can go do what, uh, what team do uh, cologne commercials? I'm sure Ronaldo what, like that. What team in winter wants to, is going to want to take on Ronaldo right now? Oh well, stay maybe, tuned. Maybe China gives him a whole lot of money because if you re, uh, if you remember back in 2016 when he was in his prime, China came in and offered him 300 million euros, oh, okay. which would have been the biggest transfer fee of all time to go over there. But he was winning with Real. So he said no. But now he might be willing to take that if China comes in and offers that. Maybe MLS MLS offers him a whole lot of money. Maybe the Galaxy do what they did with Beckham. Who knows? Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're done. The yes. one, one last thing is a happy birthday to Cordell Stewart, who turns 50. Now, Cordell Stewart, affectionately known as Slash mm-hmm. back in the days with Pittsburgh, this is before uh, you had you had sort of a multi-purpose guy. He was yeah. a quarterback. He was a quarterback. Colorado uh, was drafted as a quarterback with Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh used him in different ways. They used him as a running back. They used him as a wide receiver. Though they you did use him in other ways until he became the starting quarterback. Yeah, uh, had some up and down years with Pittsburgh. Um, did end up playing with the Bears and finished his career with the with the Ravens. His career statistics. 77 touchdowns, 84 picks, uh, passing yards only 14,000. Yeah, but not great. Th- but not great, but I think he had his, his good moments in Pittsburgh. I think as a starter in the Bears. Well, this well was, sorry about the Bears, but that's Bears quarterbacks in general. This was their struggled. transition phase out of Terry Bradshaw, if I'm correct. or Incorrect. No. Yes. No, I mean, this was... The, this was <laughs> you're wrong. Terry, this was way after Terry Bradshaw. Uh, this was 1995 he was drafted. So this is sort of post-Neil Neil O'Donnell. Pittsburgh, if you're thinking that way. But happy birthday, Cordell Stewart. And that is our show. We went a lot longer than we normally yep. have. If you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. And by the way, I'd like to say, we will post something on TikTok this week, which will be an NBA prediction. We'll yep. throw it out there to the to the to to our listeners and say, give us an NBA prediction. It could be yep. as far-fetched and crazy as you want it to be. Just put it in the comments, and we will see you next week. Bye.